Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Ah, what an amazing week. I hope you had a good week. For me, not just virtual, but in person. I've met so many amazing people who want to help each other, even if they're in the same field. I've been blown away. People constantly say to me, Sandy, you need to tell us more about what you do at the opening of your podcast. What, like, what's your ask? Well, first of all, I'm truly grateful for all my listeners. I feel like I attract the most amazing people and my guests are just the bomb. There are so many positive, powerful people out there wanting to make the world a better place. And I'm lucky to attract a little bit of them. So there's that. What's my ask? Well, I would love for you to continue supporting my recorded podcast, as well as my live one that I do every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but I record it, if you can't make that, called Hey, I Got Something to Say, where I highlight an amazing woman from around the world, and it's just 30 minutes. We have a blast. So if you want to be on it or you want to nominate someone, that would be awesome. I also lately have been doing a lot more speaking engagements. Thank you. Thank you for the referrals and masterclasses and workshops. Anything to do with mental and physical fitness. My big idea and topic that we're basing all my engagements on is life doesn't happen to you. You happen to life. And I teach amazing and fun techniques that only, yes, take one to three minutes a day. And you'll see why I believe that more if you have me. So if you know anybody that would love for me to teach a workshop or a masterclass or be on a big stage, refer me, baby. I would really appreciate it. Now for my next guest, she's confidence coach. Let me ask you, who doesn't want to have more confidence? We all do. And I hear this... (laughs) A lot of time from my friends and family who I'm always saying encouraging things. They're like, you know, it's great that you're telling us all this encouraging stuff. And that's an and. But what's even more important, and they're right, is we have to experience it for ourselves. We have to taste it and feel it. We have to take action, right? Take action so that we really deep down inside, build our confidence. And I get that, but it's an and. You support others and then you have to go out there and take action and so that you know how awesome and incredible you truly are. Kate's going to help you. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. Well, you are in for a special treat. Yes, if you're in your car, I would prefer you just listen to Kate and I. But if not, you can go on some platforms and see Kate Hartsong. But before I bring her on, let me tell you about Kate. Kate's elixir of calming energy, passion, encouragement, and empowerment inspires others. She is an author 
the confidence coach, speaker, Reiki master teacher, and her newest book, Humanity's Cry for Change, gives readers simple exercises and concepts, empowering them to know it is possible to make positive change and to navigate these uncertain times. Hey, I'm so happy. I feel like I'm, it's people are going to be seeing this and watching this and listening to this during, you know, probably into the new year. But I'm so glad that right before Christmas, when we're recording, I feel like I'm in Santa's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a delight to be here, Sandy. Thank you again for having me. Love, love to be here and to empower others. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. So are you really into the holidays like me? I mean, like I even have my nails painted red and green. I'm like, why are my nails not painted like yours? No, (laughs) but uh, I do love the holidays. I I love what it represents. You know, the, the reminding us of the connection that we have and the unity and, and just the warmth and the family and the, you know, there's so many warm, warm things that the holiday reminds us of. We all desire peace on earth. We all want and need love. And Mm. it seems to me for most people and for me, holidays really bring this all out. The the warmth, the light. Yeah. 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 All of that. I was telling you before we started recording that my favorite thing is I get to see people I normally don't get to see. Even though we could, for some reason, we'll make an exception to the rule and we slow down our busy schedule just a bit to get together. And not that I don't like Christmas Day, but I like everything leading up to it. Exactly. It's very exciting. You know, I had an amazing holiday party about a week and a half ago, just being with like-minded people and the Mm -hmm. connection and people like you, um, I have not seen for a long time, but it's nice when we connect. And then, um, yeah, the busyness, although I do like have my time at night to be a little quiet from the day's busyness, but yeah, there's so many wonderful things about the holidays. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Before we get into your three major tips, I want to make sure we cover because I love them, especially for this time of year. I need you to tell me your word, one word that best describes your past 30 days and why would you pick it? Ah, excitement. That's my word for the last 30 days. And I think the reason I'm picking that is because I am so grateful to be so physically healthy and which I normally am. And so I'm very happy about that. And also just all the excitement of meeting new people and running into people I haven't seen for a while. The uh, really a lot of what we're talking about with the holidays, just the warmth, the light, the um, uh, for myself deepening into even more connection with myself. And as I do, I'm more connected with others. And just the, this is not maybe a little more in the holidays, but, and in the 30 to last 30 days, but generally in my life, just to be able to give and serve and coming from heart and love. And I love that because it helps me to raise my vibration. And I'm just very excited and grateful. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All right, Kate, normally we wait to the end, but I think it's relevant. 
to what we're talking about today. So I want to start out with your latest book, Humanity's Cry for Change. How did this come about? Why? And what inspired you to write it? Mm, That's a good question, Sandy. It goes back to around 25 years ago. While I was in meditation, I was noticing that I was receiving the profound insights, just some amazing information that was coming through. And I was guided to grab a pen and a paper and start writing. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed and just my heart filled so with these words of love and kindness and guidance for me. And as time went on, I came to realize now there's even more amazing information coming through that resulted in my first book called Deeply We Are One that was published about 12 years ago. In essence, it's about how important it is that we acknowledge our greatness. And through that, we can better see that in others. And then as time went on, um, probably about 10 years, eight years ago, again, amazing information, wisdom that came through on the changing times on the planet. And so I, again, taking, just writing down these words, I knew it had to be shared with the masses. Um, And it's the, my latest book, Humanity's Cry for Change. And it's essentially um, just an awesome, I, I feel very honored to be the messenger of this. Um, so it's, it's really through what I call automatic writing that has inspired me. And when I read the information, I thought there's just no way it's just for me. And so it's got some amazing information in there and I'm just happy to, uh, be the messenger. Yeah. I love that. So what you're saying, it definitely is divine intervention and you're the vehicle to get it out on paper. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Sandy. I, among many others on the planet, are wonderful messengers. Uh, Perhaps you could say we're pioneers, helping people, helping the masses to better understand how we can navigate these crazy times and why are we going through such such, uh, chaotic, challenging situations in our own lives as well as on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were just having a conversation the other day with just some really fun people at a networking event, and it was all about, are people capable of change? And of course, everyone agreed they are, but then few people, I'd say half of the people said, yes, we're capable of change, but very few of us change that much because Mm. it's very difficult. Yes, yes. And as much as we want it, unless it's this burning, 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 burning desire to have something or something tragic, we don't really, we're not that different from like, you know, 10 years ago, even though we want to. How do you feel about that, Kate? Oh, yes. And it is so true. Unless a person goes through great pain or tragedy, or we really have that deep motivation And then what is the cause of that motivation? Unless those two things, one of those two things happen, people generally don't change. But it is so possible to make change. 
And it can be sometimes painful, but there's many ways that we can make it less painful. And that is a whole nother topic and session. So I won't go too much down that. But it is possible. And I'm I like I mentioned to you, Sandy, I'm so passionate to know. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm passionate to let people know it's entirely possible to make change. Uh, for example, when I tell people I used to be very shy, I and I used to have no self esteem, but mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of shame. Mm. from a traumatic childhood, like many of us go through traumatic childhood. Yeah. It was so painful as a child, but over the years, I have been determined to make a change in my life. And it's, and I've been able to do it. It took years. It's not something that happens overnight, but this is exactly what gives me the, um, the, the knowing that it is possible to change because I am completely opposite. I'm confident I know that everyone else is the same as me and I am with them. I'm no better or worse than others. And this confidence is what I want to impart on others. So it is possible to make change. And even when there's change, oh boy, I can go on and on, but I'll just wrap it up by saying, (laughs) thank you. Uh, Even though we are going through painful change, whether it's in our individual lives or it's on the planet with the global shifts that are happening, there is always a gift, always a lesson. So for example, there's a lesson of personal expansion and growth. (laughs) The thing that everyone was asking me before you come on, because I do reach out to my people and say, what what do you want to know? And I let them review your topic. They would like some ideas of the process of how do you, let's say you say, okay, I want to change this part of me. Like I'm shy and I'd like to be a little bit more outgoing. Like you mentioned, what is something that you do to start that process of change? Oh, excellent question. There are many things we can do. So if there is something that we want to change within ourselves, First of all, I would say, give yourself a hand for even the awareness. Awareness is key. So Mm. what you can do is be aware of where am I at now? And what is it that I want to change? Why do I want to change? If you're willing, do some introspection, some self-reflection, honest self-reflection. You know, maybe type on a computer or journal in a paper, mm-hmm. uh, the old-fashioned way on paper, and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just be honest and, and just really reflect, why is it I want to change? You know, there are so many good reasons to change. And then the next step would be, oh, before I go into the next step, please always to be compassionate with yourself and don't beat yourself up. So if you're like, God, Oh, I've, I've had the same stupid job for 20 years and there's something wrong with me. I really want to change. Well, if you can try not to beat yourself up, really important to honor where you're at, know that where you're at is good. Yes. It's so important. And then the next step would be thinking about, well, what action steps can I take to make a change? Do I need a coach? to help me? 
Um, it depends on what type of change we want to make. For example, maybe someone wants to make a career change. Maybe they can do research online, uh, Google. There's so many resources on new careers. Uh, maybe they'll want to go to the local workforce center that has coaches to help you. Or maybe they want to talk to a friend. Whatever feels right, take an action step, even if, if it's a small step. Uh, depends on the type of change we want to make. If it's huge, take the first little step. If you can, be willing to commit to yourself. I am committed to do this research three hours a day for two days or whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it takes. So getting to know yourself, self-reflection, what is the reason for the change, and then take the first step, and then from there, move forward. And I can tell you it's possible, it is entirely possible to make change. Yeah, and I, I agree with that, Kate, that the biggest thing for people, I think, is admitting that's what they feel, or that's what they think without judging themselves. Yeah. Because I feel as if, not that it works, but by avoiding it, putting our head in the sand, it's like it doesn't exist. You don't have to deal with it. But then when you go, oh, yeah, I've been at the same job or I wanted to move or I wanted to meet a meet and I've been saying it for 20 years, you get really upset and angry yeah, at yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how does that serve us? Yes, yes. And so I'm so about I was I wish I had to, I have to get a copy of this. I don't know if it's a prayer, but it's a tribal prayer that I heard that they say in um, South America. And I heard it. But the whole prayer was just about you being kind and compassionate and forgiving to yourself yes. and honoring yourself yes. and your unique gifts so that you can forgive others. Yes. You know, because you're forgiving yourself. And not judge where you are in your journey. I mean, it was so well said. And I will send you. I mean, I was like, whoa, it said that everything wonderful. that I've been mm -hmm. saying just so perfectly. And then no matter what your faith, what your belief, so you can connect to the universe or your higher power. Precisely. And I love how you said that, Sandy, because that brings up another really key point in life anyway. And that is whatever we have within ourselves compassion, love, kindness, not beating ourselves up, whatever we have in ourselves, we actually see better in others. Mm -hmm. Really, we can only see it or do it in others when it's within ourselves, because yeah. all of us are mirrors to each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was talking to a group of uh, freshman college kids, and they were asking about judgment. And it's human nature. We all judge. It's just a matter to the extent, you know, and if we're, we're aware of it, we catch ourselves. And one young man said, my mom told me years ago that if someone is going to judge me and judge me most of the time, that it's probably somebody I don't want to be friends with. Because even though they're judging themselves partially too, and so what, that's why they're judging me. Right. Why would I want to hang out with those people? Exactly. 
And I thought about that and he's so right, right? Totally. And like like you said, the judgment starts within. And so then people naturally, I mean, this is just human nature. We project outside of us. So then we judge outside. So yeah, it's it's a good story. Very good story. And a good yeah. And then the other girl goes, okay, so the more I love myself unconditionally, the more I'm going to love others. And this dude goes, yes, yes, exactly. Absolutely. I I mean, there's so not that we are so much old are, but the younger generation is so much more willing to share their feelings. Yes, they are. I don't know if you find that Kate, but I mean, they're just willing. I think so too. I and that's so important. That's to me authenticity and transparency. You know, as I was growing up, I never heard I mean I knew the word transparency, but that's not the word that we use so much. Well, we use the word honest, but yeah. nowadays it's transparency. So how wonderful it is that we can be more open with each other. But when we're open with each other, we're also being transparent with ourselves, right, Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm sharing how I feel with someone else, that means I'm in awareness. Again, for me, awareness is like number one, being aware of my feelings. Yes. Yeah. So that's a big one because a couple of the questions I got from some of my listeners were, how do, how can you tell that to people you love? Because they find very often it just backfires on, you know, especially if, you know, it's your mate, your spouse, your kids, and they see something within them. But if they don't, if they're in denial and they aren't willing to change or admit it, I don't know what you can, I mean, what can you say to people like that if they don't really want to see it, especially people that you live with? Yeah. So if I'm hearing your question, right. uh, The question really is how can we interact or deal with someone who has maybe something going on inside that isn't working for them or they're plain old in denial. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if it's your kid and we're talking about most of the people that wrote in, the kids are older, you know what I mean? They're, they're not little kids. Yeah. It's hard not to want to fix it, even though they're grown up and in high school and college. Yes. They're saying, how can I even say anything to them if they they just think, you know, you're just making it up. That's not true. Or their spouse. I, I don't know what you would do in that case. That can be done in different ways. And certainly it does depend on the context. Two things come to my mind. One is um, this awesome book that's called Nonviolent Communication. And uh, I apologize, I'm not remembering. I don't recall the author's name. I have my book over there, but maybe it'll come to me. That's okay, that's enough. But uh, it's an extraordinary, and there's other methods too, but this is one I'm familiar with. If there's something that's bothering you about someone, to do the nonviolent communication, and the steps are this. The first step is you simply state I'll I'll share the steps and then I will share an example. The first step, the first step is you state some facts, uh, not getting too emotional. You just state certain facts. The second step is 
when this happens, I feel this. The third step is what I need is this and this. And then the fourth step is I am requesting that you do such and such. Okay. Yeah. And so here's an example. Um, When let's say, uh, let's say I'm married and my husband is for some reason yelling at me. Generally, we have a really great relationship, but he is very stressed at work. And let's say he just is putting it out on me. And it's happened pretty consistently. So certainly if it happens once, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. So the the context is, um, well, John, I've noticed three times last week when you came home, and I know it was a very long day for you, but you were very short and even yelled at me a little bit. And I've noticed this has happened uh, pretty frequently. You know, you've been under a lot of pressure with that project at work. When I am yelled at, I feel hurt and I don't feel like I deserve it. What I need is for you to do something to calm yourself down before we interact. Um, No, I'm sorry. The third one is what I need is to be respected. And the fourth step is, so what I'm requesting for you to do is to come up with some way that maybe you can release your stress, calm down before you and I interact. It's so non-threatening. Do you know what I mean? Like the way you say, I know it, I'm acknowledging it, but you're still sticking up for yourself and your needs and giving advice and how to do, I love it. And by the way, I don't know if it is, but I was looking it up. There is a book by nonviolent communication by Marshall Rosenberg. I think that's who it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary book. Another method that I would suggest is, and again, depends on the context, but how to deal with someone who's in denial or, you know, what they're doing really bugs you. Yeah, This is a really, really big one. And it's called the Honoponopono prayer, prayer of forgiveness, the Honoponopono prayer of forgiveness. It's from Hawaii. Extraordinary. And I'll, I'll share briefly uh, what I, I use this once and I'm actually going to be using it again for a different situation. It's really powerful. And essentially, uh, what it is, is recognizing that all of the, um, all of, all attributes, all characteristics that everyone has is within me. Some of them are more dominant than others, but it's the whole idea that we're all interconnected, that we are all one, and that what I have within me is actually within everyone else. Now, we may not follow through with all of it. Some of it's dominant. Some are not dominant. Some we don't even have the characteristics. But if there's something that's bothering someone, um, really, truly do the work within yourself. And then you will see the shift. You will see the change on the outside. Uh, Gandhi, dear Mahatma Gandhi, had said, be the change that you want to be. So this is what I'm talking about. And essentially, and I encourage everyone to look it up online. Um, And it's also in my book 
online is gives a lot more details, but it's amazing. Essentially what it is, is um, four steps. And the first step is saying, I am sorry. Second step, please forgive me. Third step, thank you. And the fourth step is I love you. And it could go like something like this. Um, I am sorry for whatever it is with inside of me that has caused you to be angry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Now, it's not necessarily that short. It could be where a person would really want to sit in silence and, and really be with it with each step for some time, whatever feels right. There's an extraordinary story that is um, about an institution in Hawaii, a psychiatric institution where they were holding uh, the highly criminally insane people in a certain ward. And that hospital state hospital tried to resolve the increased violence that these people were having, these these people who who are hospitalized. And they they tried and nothing worked. So then they brought in this man, um, Dr. Hugh Lin, L-E-N, I believe is his last name, who came in and what this doctor did is he did the Honoponopono prayer. And he looked at the files of each one of the patients and just worked with them and did this prayer. And in, if I remember right, in about a two-year or three-year period, there was so much healing through this Honoponopono prayer mm. that they actually ended up releasing these people. They were healed. Wow. And it's wow. so powerful, very powerful. It's what recognizing within ourselves, there's part of us that has caused it. Talk about huge self-responsibility. Yes. And it's, it's just an amazing process. It's, it's extraordinary. So um, I just can't say enough about this really to do the work within ourselves in order to see the change on the outside, whether it's on an individual basis or what if we were, What if we were to resolve the inner conflict that we have within ourselves? What if we were to do our own personal healing work? We would see a shift on the outside on the planet because, you know, so much of the chaos and difficulty and war and aggression is actually a reflection of the collective consciousness inner conflict. So this is really powerful work. It is. So I want to get to some of the questions and because I think it really relates to this in that many people wrote in that who do really want to every single day seek self-growth, right? Every single day, they do believe in general that they can change and that they're responsible for how they show up in the world. Okay, so let's get that a given, most of these people that... And that's a lot of my listeners, but they get unclear about when is it 
them just forgiving and accepting and being taken advantage of. Do you know, do you know, do you know what I mean by that fine line of yes. I accept where they are and I'm, I'm generalizing, but I got a lot of the same kind of question. Like it, mm-hmm. And I think it's more because they're going to more family gatherings during the holidays. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times we, you don't, you know, it's not always loving with family gatherings, right? You know, it brings up a lot of things, but that to me is tricky because I do see people saying, well, it's easier actually for me to forgive people and accept them where they are and they're not capable and how do I do it? And at the same time, not be taken advantage of or stand up for myself. Yeah, that's a good question. That depends on the context, but I would say in essence, first of all, awareness Mm -hmm. to be aware. Yes. You want to forgive them. Can you sincerely forgive? Mm -hmm. We can say it into intellectually. I forgive you. And maybe we really want to, but in our hearts, are we really going to, yeah, I had something with my sister. hmm, I don't know, maybe 25, years ago, she massively betrayed me. And I so focused on it. And I was so angry, and then realized I needed to forgive her. But at the beginning, I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, how? Oh, how do I forgive? But then I came over the years to truly, deeply embody forgiveness. So I would say to your audience, first, be certainly aware. Are you ready to forgive? Perhaps you need to really be processing your feelings and emotions first Mm. have you completely processed those emotions and has it really uh been dissipated and if Mm. so then you can be in a much better place to forgive and also also acceptance forgiveness and acceptance to me can go hand in hand so if we're in a place of awareness yes i have done my processing i really feel in a good place I can forgive. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I condone the situation, but that I can forgive and I can be in a place of acceptance. That's awesome. Then also to be aware of our boundaries. Yes, I can forgive. I can accept this person, but I also have boundaries. So I'm not going to be taken advantage of. If we can stand in our truth and in our anchor of empowerment and to not let that person take advantage of us. Perhaps it means we don't see them as often as we used to, or maybe never again. Now with family hall, uh, with a Christmas holidays or Thanksgiving, if they're a family member, it's a place. And one thing to keep in mind is, it's a, important to know your awareness, be in a place of that forgiveness and acceptance, but also know your boundaries and don't let that person take advantage of you. Mm. That means you know yourself well enough to be able to do that. So, and if they mm. are, are are mean, if they're rude, uh, if possible, easier said than done sometimes, but if possible, stay in a place of love within your heart. Yeah. Total yeah. deep love and kindness, knowing that they are where they're at, who they are, And what they say does not have to hurt you. 
Maybe mm-hmm. even set an intention before you show up for that party. Oh, I see Uncle Mel there. I know he's always always going to give me grief, yeah. but I totally get it. I understand. I have truly forgiven him. And when I show up at the party, I'm just going to be in a place of love. And this is powerful. A friend of mine told me about that, which she did last year with her sister who mm-hmm. abused her for years. My friend came to a place of love and she saw this incredible um, shift within the mm-hmm. dynamics of the family when she went, when, when she went out to see them. So being in that stance of love and yeah. our anchor, knowing our boundaries, it's powerful. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it really, like you said, it, it takes a lot of self-awareness and, I think for some people, it's being really strong with, I can forgive and love them, but making sure I have these boundaries of what works for me, you know, what works for me. And it's, it's different for everyone. I think right now with the holidays, I call it people sticky wicked because our families really are. (laughs) Yeah. They, they really we can learn a lot. Like you said at the beginning, it's, it's an opportunity of self-awareness and growth because other people, you don't have to hang out with as much, right? You can say, I won't (laughs) see them anywhere. I love them, but they're not, you know, at where I want to be. And so I'm going to be around people that make me feel good. But when it's family gatherings, you don't want to not go because of an aunt, an uncle or one dad or mom when the rest of the people you enjoy. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be tricky, but it doesn't have to be. And it's a reminder for me to share how powerful intention is. If we can Mm. set an intention before we show up, uh, the intention, whatever that might be. And also, again, repeating myself, but have that love within. The love within does radiate out and people notice. I mean, contrast that, Sandy, to Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, I don't want to see Uncle Mel. Oh, God, he was so mean. And, you know, that energy we carry, they pick up on it. But if we're in a place of love and kindness, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they should take advantage of you, even though we're in a place of love and kindness. Yeah, I get it. You can still not be taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, though, too the more nervous you are about meeting a certain person at a gathering, they can feel it and they know it. Yes. And so the stronger you come in with your love for yourself and the love for others, I've seen a lot of situations where people say, you know, those people are so mean. And I was like, what are you talking about? They were the nicest thing I ever saw. But I set the attention and I really spent time before I went into it. And I'm not saying they aren't that way with most people, but they weren't that way with me. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good point, Sandy. Excellent yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you don't do that every time, but sometimes I do more of the preparation and then other times you get caught off guard because you're not thinking, you know, about it. So yeah. it's trial and error, but I always say family gatherings really, especially for me, is a time for self-growth. And to- <laughs> It is. It is. That's why we're here, self-growth and expansion. Yes. (laughs) Um, I want to make sure, because I think we've covered uh, 
most of the stuff that I wanted to get in for you. But I just want to reiterate the the last point that you mentioned, which is daily write down or think about three things you can acknowledge yourself for. That's really a powerful exercise. I don't know how many people do this, but when mm. we can do that, and it doesn't have to be a big thing to acknowledge ourselves for. It can be something like just making a meal or going to work, even if we don't want to, or listening to a friend who needs us, or tending the garden, or taking care of our pet, taking them to the vet, whatever it is, doing self-care. But when we can acknowledge ourselves, it does so many things. One is it helps us to have gratitude, and gratitude raises our vibration. Mm -hmm. It also helps us to focus on positive. Oh, what is working right for me? instead of focusing on the negative. And yeah. it can, for people who have low self-esteem or just mediocre, or maybe they're just not feeling very good about themselves, it'll help raise our self-esteem and confidence. They're like, oh, hmm. you know, I really do have this great gift of listening. Um, I've had two friends tell me in the last two weeks, compliment me on it. You know, maybe I really am a good listener, you know, or... Um, and I helped the elderly lady and she was so grateful, you know, it feels good for me to help that my neighbor. Mm. So it's powerful doing it daily in the morning or in the evening, you know, writing it down or just thinking about it, maybe associated with drinking a cup of water, mm. drinking, uh, I have a client recently who's doing just that every time she drinks her coffee as a reminder to think of some good things when she's drinking her coffee. Yeah, I like that. So Kate, have you always been in this field? I mean, <laughs> you, you left school or were you uh, something else? Were you in the, uh, you know, the business world? I, I laugh because it's so funny you should ask. I actually, for 25 years, I was an accountant. <laughs> in the business world that's how I said that like yeah <laughs> and speaking of change um about 12 years ago I was laid off from my last what was my last full-time accounting job and at first I was really upset but then I realized this is actually what I've been asking for yeah two or three years prior I've had this inner inner sense that I need to become a coach and I want to work directly with people and I knew at that time I was an author. And so um, I've been for probably the last 12 years officially as a coach and an author. But even prior to that, I have been doing work, created my own meditation workshops, empowerment and self-esteem workshops, because I knew I love working with people. So, yeah, I, and I, I'm so where I need to be, where I'm meant yeah. to be right now. I love it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned at the time, you don't think it's a blessing. Sometimes when you get let go, you have to move yeah. certain different things happen, but it, it had to happen that way for you to get where you really wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, That's very well said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the way the universe had to deliver it to you. All right, Kate, before we wrap up, I want you to tell everybody where can they find your book? Where can they find you? How can they work with you? Awesome. Thank you. Well, I have my website, joyfulradiance.com. Joyful, 
radiance.com your middle name sandy joy (laughs) so on my website joyfulradiance.com there's an opt-in people are welcome to sign up for a free e-newsletter once a month and you'll get two heartwarming meditations Uh, my book is also on there humanity's cry for change and also uh, that book is on amazon okay and i'm I also would like to offer, just if anyone has questions, feel free to reach me. Um, I'm here to support people. Feel free to reach me and uh, we can exchange emails or, you know, just go to my contact form on my website. And I have uh, social media sites on there too. I only have two of them though. I'll be adding more, but anyway. You can reach me on on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. I also have Twitter and Instagram. So oh, you're all over there, Kate. Well, yes. listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on, oh. and I'm glad that we did it so they can see you. I also can feel, without a doubt, that you are here to serve others. You can feel it. You genuinely love what you do. You're so passionate and. I can see it in every ounce of your being. And I know that anyone that reads your book is going to feel it too. Yes. Thank Not you. just your one-on-one clients. Oh, thank you, Sandy. Yes. Thank you. It really is my passion and, and people will greatly benefit from the book. So thank you so much. And it's such a joy to be here with you and, yes. and happy holidays to you and everyone on your audience. Happy holidays. Thanks, Kate. And before we wrap up, Is there anything we didn't get in that you want to tell my let's keep it real people? I would love to share. I I often do this on the podcast I'm on or any other venue. I really want people to recognize the greatness of who they are. Mm -hmm. Totally to embody who you are. You are amazing and you are here and who you are makes a difference. And it is such an honor to have you on the planet. So know that about yourself. Thank you so much. All right, my let's keep it real people. We totally would appreciate it if you rate it, like it, and share it. Enjoy the holiday season. Have fun with others. But you know what I'm going to say before I go. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.